Hello and welcome to the Groove Sipper podcast. I'm Alice. And I'm Lucy. And together we want to invite guests to come and share their grief with us. Our aim is to cover a whole range of grief from a whole range of people. We're sorry for your loss, but we are glad that you have found us. Thank you for listening to the Grief Sofa podcast. In today's episode, we are joined by Megan as she remembers her lovely mum who died when she was 17. Megan shares her difficulty in remembering her own memories of her mum before cancer. She talks about the importance of finding happiness after grief, and she shares with us her coping mechanisms, including her new business. You can find her on Instagram at Megan H. Great, yeah. Um, so I'm Megan. Um, I'm 23. I'm currently studying a master's in music history at the University of Bristol, and I also run a crochet business called Megan H Makes. And my mum passed away when I was 17. Um, she had cancer. It was quite a quick battle with cancer. If you battles, you know the terms that people use um, when describing um, fighting cancer. But yeah, she was diagnosed in about the March around then and then um, she was diagnosed with secondary cancer in the October and she passed away in the January so it was quite a quick a quick um, progression um, and I think because I was 17 when it happened and then she was ill when I was 16 it goes back to my memories of her when I was like 15 so it's definitely something that is the biggest challenge for me is remembering my mum altogether. Gosh that's so difficult and that's such a young age to kind of well, when you're 15 as well, if you're if somebody gets sick, I don't remember anything that happened when I was 15. I'm trying to think of like solid memories I had of that time. So that's really tough. And do you have uh, do you have siblings? Yes, I'm one of five and my three older sisters have a different dad to me, but my dad has brought them up. So we, um, you know, all, all say mum and dad um, about our parents um, and I have a younger brother as well. But my sisters are, there's quite a big age gap. So I have three sisters, then there's a 10 year age gap and then there's me and my brother. Gosh, yeah, so that's, that's quite a difference. And I can imagine that when you talk to your older sisters, maybe they've got different memories to what you have because you just mentioned that you, you know, struggle with memories of the time. Do you, do you remember any of it? Like, do you remember your mum telling you about her diagnosis or is it all too blurry? I definitely remember a lot, but I say this to my family sometimes that I'm unsure what memories are actually mine or what people have told me purely for being so young, but I definitely remember her being ill. I think I definitely remember her being ill, but before being ill is when the memory gets a bit hazy and I'm not sure if it's what I've been told, which is great to have people, you know, who were there. My oldest sister's 40, so she actually went to school with some of my friend's mums, ironically, um, so she can give me, you know, great insight. And my mum has sisters and stuff who um, told me a lot about her that I don't remember. Um, or wasn't obviously about for um, but yeah I think the actual her being ill is what I do remember so which is hard because obviously that isn't who she was. Yeah that must be really tough and actually I can resonate with parts of what you're saying there because I was 17 when my mum died as well I do struggle with remembering stuff about her which feels really weird because it's my mum and I feel like I should be able to remember her but yeah I think you know a combination of being young and, and grief and stuff like that you don't have these solid fixed memories um I guess you were in school at the time then how did that affect like school life and stuff and how did your your friends cope with it or help you with it 
yeah sure so I am I when mum actually passed away I was 17 and my brother was only a year younger than me so he was 16 so we were very you know close in school year and I think I I remember when my mum passed away there was a week and then I went back to school because I had AS exams and I was like I've always been very very academically driven so I kind of went back to school and our school clearly had no idea what to do with people who were so young and my brother's actually training to be a doctor now so he's we've both gone on to you know do the best we can with it um yeah and I think because we both went back to school and cracked on no one ever I don't ever remember many teachers like asking if we were okay or checking up on us and they clearly had no you know good concept of grief because just because we were getting on with it didn't mean that it was going well god that's absolutely crazy to think that you were just sort of like left to get on with it by yourself at such a young age that must have been really difficult do you think it sort of like affected um your school and stuff like surely it must have been really difficult to try and power on and through it was difficult and I think I definitely um I became someone even now so you know because I moved away to Bristol and come back when I come back I'm like oh god everyone knows me as the person whose mum died because I remember when I was even younger and my mum was still here I'd know people whose parents died and I'd be like oh it's so sad that their parent died so I do definitely think when I come back everybody knows that that happened so that's very difficult and I think um I had a lot of friends who you know mum's actually still now today like give me that look like you know that you know the like pitying look because it's it, obviously you know similar age things so that's definitely tricky too but I think um school life me and my brother because we're such a similar age we both just chucked ourselves into school we're both so busy like um I'm I play the flute I crochet I've always been doing so much and only recently did like my boyfriend mention to me you're so busy um because I'm always like I'm fine with my grief and he's like but when do you ever actually, you know, sit down and do nothing? And that's never, like, I never don't do some things. I definitely think that's probably a, some, a trait of that. And my brother's the same, constantly re- like revising for exams to get into med school and that sort of thing. So it's definitely, I think the busyness is not necessarily a problem, but obviously if you can't rest, then that's can be a problem too. Mm, that's really interesting. And we've spoken a little bit about that um, in previous episodes powering through powering on that survival mode that you go into when you lose somebody when you're so young and I think quite a lot of us are just kind of born with that kind of innate like I'm gonna just get on with stuff I'm gonna keep going do you think that you've actually you know had much time to process that grief or do you think it's still something that you're like learning to process in small parts as as time goes on yeah I think the older I get is one of the reasons I like joined this group um and that sort of thing is because I was totally paying zero attention to it I was just like oh yeah my mum died like next (laughs) it was just something that was so normal to me and the older I get I realized that it is totally not normal to not have a mum when you're in your early 20s so I didn't go to the cemetery I haven't been to the cemetery since I was 18 I went the other day um I started listening to another grief podcast you guys uh, recommended is it Griefcast? um which I thought yeah. was re- really great um yeah I was really enjoying that that's why when you posted about this one I thought oh I, I really enjoy listening to that one and there's a lot of people who I can really relate to so that was the reason that I thought this one was good that's amazing and it's lovely that you've kind of found it in you to kind of start to revisit how did you feel going back to the cemetery after all these years yes it's really it's really bizarre because my my family well my oldest sister does go a lot 
um you know we all deal with grief differently my dad doesn't particularly enjoy going um because his parents are also there so obviously that's like a, a double whammy when he goes up there but um I think it was nice to go and you know nice to put flowers and maybe that was probably it for me because I think I don't in, to me I don't believe that someone that she's there so when I go it's like oh it's nice you know it's nice that the, the plot is tidy or whatever but I don't think that she's there I think that she's everywhere so it's not necessarily like I'm going to visit my mum it's going to visit maybe like a remembrance thing you know that's so interesting you saying that and um I know I shouldn't be I shouldn't be sort of smiling but like I am exactly the same I've you know so my mum wasn't buried she was cremated and I've yeah, only so been was, so was mine so my yeah. mum was cremated too sorry but it was like you know the the whatever it's called pots and was, yeah. was buried and there's a little um like plaque yeah and like I've only been back to um the the place where she was cremated and like where we held her funeral once <laughs> and that was like seven years after she died and I can really resonate with what you're saying there about how you don't necessarily find that specific place where she is and how she's with you everywhere and I feel like it's something that maybe isn't spoken about that much within the grief world like that so many of us I think have like a place that we visit or or feel like that's where we go and actually I think yeah for, for some of us it, it's we feel them with us everywhere we are and you know whether it's I mean I don't know what sort of things will, will remind you of your mum like in your day-to-day or is it just is it just a general feeling that she's with you yeah I think it's tricky I think one of the reasons I wanted to go there is because I didn't necessarily have a place a lot of people talk about signs and symbols and that sort of thing and my and my sisters are really into when they see a robin they think it's mum um which is really really nice if you if you believe in that sort of thing but it just wasn't there for me and I never um I didn't want to visit the cemetery because I knew I was about to go off to uni and I was like if I get really attached to this place and then I have to move away that's going to be an added an added nightmare on top of everything else um but my uh, thing for us is my mum absolutely loved the beach like the seaside she always wanted to move away from Leicester so that's one of the things that I when I go to the cemetery I'm like she is definitely not here like she did not enjoy Leicester she, she, <laughs> she's not hanging about here she's at the seaside she's at the beach. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I think we always say like when we go to the seaside mum would do absolutely anything to go to the beach like yeah she used to go away um my auntie told me recently that she used to go away with her and her husband she literally just hop along with the holiday like I want to go away so um, when we go to the beach that's definitely when I would say most connected to her and I think just every day like maybe I talk to her in my head that sort of thing um I just think it's much more of a presence and essence kind of thing rather than visiting a place but I do equally really think that if you're struggling with grief and you have a place that you can visit it must be so beneficial yeah yeah it's really interesting to hear you sort of saying all that stuff aloud and I wonder you know how many people listening will find that helpful because I think like visiting a place or you know having a place is maybe something well my my brother um says it's just something that you see in films so it's sort of like something that you expect that you should do and you know it's sort of like maybe this is the way people think that they should be grieving when actually grief is a really unique and personal process so whatever feels right for you is what's right for you and nobody should be able to tell you any different yeah I think it's definitely true and I think films 
can be good in a way when something happens you might think oh that's how I should act because that's how they act in films but it's also so problematic because it just gives an impression of death that is just not true like people don't slip away in their sleep often if they do they're very lucky like often it isn't peaceful like my mum we were told she was going to pass away on the Friday she lived for another week like so it was very you know traumatizing for a whole week so I think films to me because I was so young I was like oh she'll just fall asleep that is not what happened so I think as that's why I find films can be great some films obviously deal with grief really great like um the film Stepmom we I've always resonated with that film so obviously you know the, the mum passes away and it's just such a beautiful film but other films just make out that I think also as well that if someone's really old and they pass away it's so different than when someone's in their 50s or 40s and they've got their whole life ahead of them so yeah I have I have quite a hang up about films sometimes because it just doesn't it doesn't show us grief accurately because it isn't like that like real life isn't like films and if you constantly compare yourself to oh I need to go to the cemetery I'm going to have a moment when the person passes away you can feel really disappointed when like you said Alice it is so personal and you shouldn't compare to anything mm, absolutely and I think it makes you feel a bit isolated as well or like like you're not doing it right um and there isn't there isn't a right way so and how did you find it so being so young when you lost your mum like having your friends and well yeah friends and relationships how, how have they grown since I think um, in both ways, good and bad. So um, if you say like new friendships can be a nightmare when they don't have a clue and they're talking to you about their mum and you're like, oh no, I'm going to have to tell them at some point that I don't have a mum. And I've definitely had instances where I've just made a bit of a joke about it when um, people talk to me about their their mum and I'm just like, oh yeah, I can't relate to that. (laughs) So when people talk about buying Mother's Day cards, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have to do that. Um, So that's (laughs) it. I'm very much like that with like new friendships and then I just think people's faces are so funny when they're just like oh my god um but I think adding new new friends on Facebook is a great way to sidetrack that because they can just see it and then they just know um yes that's so true (laughs) so true yeah (laughs) I have the um, same friendship group from when I was at school and my cousin so my dad's brother's child was is is one of my best friends from school so um her mum was really good friends with my mum so that was an added added thing of that there was actually a family member who was my friend so she was going through it and that way with me too and I am I have a best friend who I grew up with from when I was two and I'm now 23 and we're still you know just as good friends and she has definitely been there through the phases of the grief and she even though she hasn't been through it she you know understands but I think the hardest thing for me is friends that just they just don't understand like there's so many friends who don't and they might I think there's a lot of comparing to obviously both of you have lost parents it's so so sad when a grandparent dies obviously but it's not your parent and I think a lot of people um my age are going through you know grandparent loss which is so so sad and obviously grief is all relative but I, I found that very tricky people comparing their grandparent loss to my parental loss and also um at like school there was this teacher who was like 50 60 and she said to me oh I understand so much because my dad just died and I was like well you don't because you're 60 and I'm 23 so that was yeah. a, big, a big thing for me is that people who are older than me or people who, who had had you know deaths that were maybe further apart than a parent or a sibling or a child I know grief is all relative but that's definitely something that's been very you know a, a difficult thing for me is understanding that and not getting bitter about people being sad about grief that I don't think is as bad as mine I don't know if that sounds bad but no I, I, I can I've... totally totally see what you mean there and I think 
the thing is with losing somebody when you're you know that much younger you know you're 17 when your mum died is it's not the order in which you'd expect things um yeah and I think therefore it can add on additional layers or additional complexities so whilst you know being an adult and losing a parent is is difficult I think you know being younger it just adds a different layer because you're sort of like you've missed you've missed out on a lot of stuff um you know you you would have imagined your mum to be at your wedding and to you know perhaps be your birthing partner or you know to be a grandma and all this Mm -hmm. stuff and it's all these sort of things that they miss out on and that feels really really unfair I think in your notes you sort of mentioned about how you sort of missed out on that relationship change with your mum is that something that you're happy to talk about yeah I think the as we've previously previously spoken about a little bit um it goes from you know being your your mum and that parental figure to them being your friend and understanding them as as a person and their personality and what they like and what you can do together is fun not just as you know going out with your mum it's going out with your friend um and a lot of my friends do that now and I see that and I'm like oh I I can never have that and I think um so my boyfriend we haven't been together long but his mum is so amazing and she just you know it's taking me under her wing and is so lovely to me and I'm like oh so this, this is what it's like to have a mum who you know it's that figure um but my, my dad has a, has a partner and she she's amazing um she has two children too and they've you know it's been very nice to we've all you know got on got on well with the situation and they actually knew each other from school so that was a you know strange strange fate going on there um <laughs> that I missed out on that relationship and I think our um our, our relationship was a bit fraught when I was a teenager because whose isn't when you're a teenager and we used to you know bicker and that sort of thing and I would have really liked to have moved past that and been friends and enjoyed my mum and had to move me into uni and been there at my graduation and I think Another thing that I find really tricky is, and you'll probably both (laughs) resonate to this, is that any happy memory, anything that's ever good that ever happens to us is never 100% happy because there's always that little thing of, oh, mum isn't here. Like, no matter what happens, there's always, no matter if it's the best thing that's ever happened to you, it's it's never 100% happy. And that can be really, really difficult thing. Yeah, and I think it's a really, really good point to make because I think sometimes, especially if you've never experienced a bereavement, it can be really hard to understand what looking through the like looking at the world through those kind of grief tinted glasses actually feels like. But literally everything comes with this is great, but also I'm sad about something. <laughs> this is great, but it's got a layer of that I'm not going to be able to tell that person about my job promotion. I'm not going to be able to share this moment with them. Every step of planning includes that person in some way, sense or form, you know, so it's difficult to actually be able to move past that and be really like just happy all round. Have you had any brilliant friends through this process who have, you know, really kind of picked you up and known exactly what to say or anybody who's kind of really supported you um, and how have they done that? Um, I probably, I've had friends who at different stages have been better than other stages, purely because I don't really have any friends that have lost parents other than 
you know, you guys. <laughs> um, but I, um, I've mentioned it before, but my, my best friend, Abby, we've been friends since I was two. Like we went primary school together, like all the stages together. Um, our parents are the same age. That was very much like linear life paths. And although it can be quite strange to think, you know, that could have been me with both my parents. She's been there from day dot and she knew my mum just as well as I did. And, and my mum, you know, took her under her wing too and looked after her. So she's been great throughout the process. Um, and the older I get and the older my friends get, the more they seem to understand how how difficult it is. Because we've been having quite frank conversations recent, recently with some of my friends, which is so lovely that they're happy to talk about it now because it was, you know, difficult um, for them at some points. Um, but so my mum's my anniversary is the 23rd of January and I was in Bristol then and I was feeling a bit down in the dumps on my own in Bristol with all coronavirus going on, not being able to go into university and as, as a musician, that's, that's very difficult. And they all, I was receiving presents in the post like every day. <laughs> so like um, a little booklet of like pictures um, from one of my good friends. Um, I was receiving like chocolate, wine, like that sort of thing is just so thoughtful and so nice. So I think sometimes it doesn't, doesn't need to be a lengthy conversation about death. It can be this is a really rubbish time, have some chocolate. And I think people need to remember Aww. that sometimes is, you know, you don't need to have a really like intense conversation with someone. Yeah. You can send them a fun present and cheer them up. And that's all it needs to be sometimes. I, I totally agree. And I think this is, you know, something that I try and tell people all the time. You know, I'm not looking for some lengthy paragraph on paragraph of something really sort of like poetic and thoughtful, like just like a simple little text. <laughs> like and how are you or like a simple card or like you say like a simple you know bit of chocolate or whatever something fun that just means so much and actually I'm so glad that you've still got friends that are sort of like sticking around and like acknowledging your grief and you know I'm guessing as you, you're getting older and maturing you are sort of really understanding the significance of the loss and you said something earlier um at the beginning of the episode you said I, I've sort of recently realised that it's not normal for your mum to die at 17 and I've realised it's not normal to not have a mum and I think when you're so young and you're thrown into that loss and it sort of becomes your you know your early adult late teen life you do almost just sort of forget that everyone around you like just has two normal parents <laughs> and yeah I think like it does you know perhaps as you get older and you're mature more you sort of realize the significance of the loss and it sounds like your friends are realizing the significance of the loss too. Yes I think it's definitely what's happened I think a big thing as well is you can sometimes because I've always posted on I've always been one of them posts on Facebook every anniversary that sort of thing I've always you know yes it me too <laughs> I, really, I, I think they, you should do that and, and sometimes I worry that people are going to be like oh gosh she's going on about it again or oh she's talking about that again um I've never had anybody ever say that to me but I think sometimes I'm like oh it's people thinking that I'm posting about it too much or if I just randomly want to post a picture I don't want people being like oh you're okay it's just because I want to post a picture so I think it works both ways um and friends as I get older definitely I think they understand how much they rely on their mums and they're like wow I don't have that um, but I think, as I've mentioned, um, because I'm from like a village and everyone who went to school still lives here, it's very much <laughs> no one really moves on. And I'm actually at the minute going back to work um, in a pub that I worked at when I was younger, just to you know get some money through my MA. 
and I'm I was really part of going back because I worked there when mum died and I was like this is weird to go back to all these people who so my dad works in the butchers that's two doors down from the pub I'm going to work in so it's very much a place oh, everybody everybody that sounds like everybody. proper village life <laughs> it is it is it is village life um so it's great that people you know they're aware of it but it's also you kind of kind of feel like people have been like oh you know do you know what happened to her or oh it's really sad what happened um so that can be no I get that my my parents my mum lives in a in a village and every time that I've been to see her and every time that I've been like walking up the street and somebody from that village sees me like oh how are you and it's just like I know that it's really I mean it's very fresh for me but equally I'm like yeah no I'm okay like you don't have to be I'm not in mourning permanently you don't have to like tread on eggshells around me (laughs) because you feel sorry that I lost my dad like I know it's sad but like it is you know something that I'm processing it's okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think that's it we've got a few points on that I think one thing is sometimes I feel bad if people ask me and I don't cry because you know like I was mentioning my films earlier sometimes when a a loss is and sometimes you might want to but sometimes if like you mentioned someone who's passed away someone sits there and starts crying that has never happened to me I've never (laughs) sat there crying (laughs) and I think sometimes people are like um either you know you're holding in that that emotion which we all know is probably Mm. actually the case it's I've I've heard like oh you don't look like you've you've lost your mum or Oh, you don't what is it you meant to look like? Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I um I will wear a badge next time. Um, I, will be a, I will always wear black. I will always be in mourning. I will be in a permanent state of mourning for the rest of my life every time you see me. I'm sorry. Yes, that was it. That was so, yeah. Oh, you don't look like you've lost your mum. Honestly, I cannot tell you how many times I've heard that. Or you wouldn't know. Or, um, Why would you know? Like, that's just, people are so, people say the strangest things. Um. Yeah, no, I do. I do find that funny. That's and so a big funny. thing that um a big thing that I get a lot as well, because I moved away for uni, a lot of people where I live do not move. Like their grandparents to like um three generations down live around the corner from each other. That's the sort of place that it is. Um and we get a lot of, oh, you've done so well for yourself. Like people are genuinely surprised that me and my brother haven't completely lost our shit basically they're um, they're so surprised that we've actually done something with our life um and I made it, it out of the village <laughs> made it out of the village yeah but it's very much like oh you're doing well or you've done well like yeah well, um sorry it's a huge it's a huge setback though you know it's a huge setback and I think like you know people can really go off the rails with stuff like this losing mm-hmm. anybody um close to you uh any stage in your life is a really significant trauma you know and that yeah there is a real danger of you just sort of completely I don't know yeah just like going off track and I think it is yeah I think you have done well for yourself (laughs) you know you (laughs) have done well for getting out of the village (laughs) (laughs) yes I'm very glad well I mean I'm back right now aren't I unfortunately but um have made it out at some point hopefully we'll leave I think um like you said people maybe I don't my sisters say this to me as well that I don't give myself enough credit for how well I have I have actually done um all of them and my dad all included have had their own problems you know with um prescription drugs and um drinking 
is as often happens and that never happened to me I was very much put it in a box get on with it and my um, youngest sister out of the three is also the same that she's been very much put it in a box and they um so two of my sisters had children when my mum was here and my youngest of my oldest sisters um also got married so I think um so my sister Abby she won't mind me saying um she feels like grateful because she had a baby and she got married so yeah I think sometimes she doesn't let herself still grieve because she thinks oh you know some of us didn't get anything so I think sometimes she forgets that she can still totally there's a lot to grieve just as much as everybody else just because she had you know maybe a bit more of a nicer hand that mum was about for some of it but she still doesn't have her mum and she was still only she's 10 years older than me so she was still only 27 which is still super young yeah. so yeah I think having siblings at all different ages just shows all the different processes and all the different ways we dealt with it um yeah it is definitely it's really interesting to see how everyone's dealt with grief in in different way but I think I've been very much always I've been always like maybe praised for how well I've got on with the grief and I think that isn't necessarily always great because I'm worried it's going to come and bite me in the ass later on hence why I've been trying (laughs) trying to sort it out now (laughs) Yeah, that's that's so true. Like, and I think that's something that I'm really fearful of as well. Um, would you say that you know, since your since your mum's died, was that ever like a real like low point for you then, or would you say that you've managed to sort of keep your head above the water? I think the thing for me is I've never had a moment where I've been like, "Wow, this is awful." I don't know. Obviously, when it first happened, but um. I've never had that and a lot of my siblings have had that moment that's why I feel like I can say I probably haven't um but I think what I have is maybe sometimes worse because it's an everyday thing it's an everyday never letting myself sit still always being busy always doing something so that is a way of dealing with it and if a lot of my siblings had maybe a few months that was absolutely rubbish and then they were kind of okay again and for me I feel like it's just been a gradual put it in a box get rid of it like if I cry I can literally stop crying within a second that is not an accurate and good way to process your emotion so I think um for me it's um just the every day is probably maybe trickier than I would think I think things that I do that I think are my personality might actually just have been an effect of the grief yeah it's really hard to tell isn't it actually like what's my personality what has been developed because of my grief you know like you've spoken about like throwing yourself into things and and keeping yourself really busy and obviously like I've met you through let's talk about loss and um whenever we've been on the calls like you've been crocheting like mad like and you've just sort of said like it's just what you have to do like you have to be doing something with your hands to well like if you'd like to describe it like why you know why do you do crocheting and what does it mean to you um, so my mum actually taught me to crochet many, many years ago. We hadn't done it for years. It wasn't like a thing or anything, but my my oldest sister um, lost a baby and then we used to um, crochet all together like premature baby clothes because you can donate them to hospitals. I'm sure you've probably heard of that thing before. So that's when it all started. And then about 10 years later, um, one of my uni friends was crocheting and I was like, oh, I, I feel like I know how to do that. Um, so I got some yarn and then I started making it and then the Instagram um started and then now I've got about 21,000 followers so it blew up quite quickly oh my god just about 21,000 followers you know um yeah just Megan H just running my own myself a plug. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. No, definitely we'll tag it in the um we'll tag it in the the bio but yeah like seriously oh, that is you. insane like um that's huge yes, like you're 23 been... and you're running your own business like it's it's mad 
it's funny because people think that's what I do when I'm actually like um I have a music degree from Bristol just a side hustle just a side hustle guys that's been a bit crazy (laughs) yeah it's been it's been mad it all started um last year I it was like you know I had about 5,000 followers and then I made um a blanket where loads of crochets sent me in a square and I put it all together and raised money for um coronavirus charity and we raised about 1500 pounds and that got me like a bit of press and stuff um and then that's when my instagram started getting bigger so i've definitely always had you know a good business i think small businesses do well when they have that you know it's that thing that my mum taught me and then i picked it up later on and um, my sisters said to me oh mum always wanted to start a crochet business so it's so exciting that i didn't even know that and i'm doing something that she said Aww. she actually wanted to do herself so that's yeah yeah but they they all feel sad because obviously i can't really relate to it but they're all like oh mum loved doing that and oh it's, it's a shame because she would have loved helping you out so i think that's nice for them to see that I'm doing something that she would have liked doing and it's strange how you can live out you know being like your mom or your dad or whatever you don't even know um would you say that has been like a newfound positivity since your loss or have there been other things I mean yeah it really does sound like you the more and more I'm listening to you the more and more I'm like yeah this is a one busy lady <laughs> <laughs> um I think maybe I was kind of neutral about being positive but um I broke up out of a long-term relationship last year and that just gave me kind of a new insight to everything because I began focusing solely on myself so I moved back to Bristol on my own um brought my own car and I was just very much like I had friends in Bristol but obviously coronavirus times I was very much on my own and I was like okay I'm going to really take this time to learn about myself and learn who I am as a person and that just made me I got really into you know manifesting law of attraction and that sort of thing and I used to um I started writing stuff down to my mum that I'd never ever done um so that was a recent positivity thing for me is um I think also like um I think when you go through grief young you can sometimes think that it's an expectation that you're not going to do well and that you're gonna always have a hard time and that things aren't going to go right but you are even though it's sad what happened you are still allowed to have a great life and they would want you to do that so I think that's definitely been on, on my Pinterest quote board that I like to go through it's definitely <laughs> <for me. laughs> big thing for me of remembering that I think sometimes you forget if someone dies and you cry the next day I mean laugh the next day rather you're going to cry obviously but if you laugh the next day that's totally fine yeah. at my mum's funeral we had like a funny song that we all related to and everyone's looking looking around like what the hell yet we're laughing oh my um, god what song was it <laughs> it's um it's from flight of the concords and um, they're like a little new zealand band <laughs> if you've ever heard of them but oh it was god. just a, we were in and the song's called i'm not crying and that was our last song um so anyone who doesn't know the song it's make jokes about like oh i'm not crying it's just been raining it's like stupid <laughs> stuff like that um and we love we love flight of the concords we actually saw them a few years ago um, me and my sister who are like big fans so that was amazing but um yeah we're all laughing at the song and i think you know you can laugh when someone dies like obviously yeah. it's not really that you can the emotions it's the spectrum like you don't need to be sad all the time like you can be happy about them too and I think that's where I try and lean on the side of because I I don't I my biggest absolute fear is I don't remember my own mum and I'm only 23 and it's been six and a half years so I'm like wow when I am 30 when I'm 35 when I have my own children because my mum died when she was really young too and I couldn't tell you a single thing about her mum um so I think because we say history repeated itself because my auntie my mum's sister is like our grandma so my sisters will have the same thing with my children but absolute getting sheer panic sometimes I can't remember my own mum so that's a that's a big thing for me yeah and I think actually we've spoken about this before 
Um, and yeah, I feel like it's something, it's, it's a really horrible feeling. And I think that, you know, I find, I don't know about you, but like I look through Instagram and stuff and I look at these accounts who maybe have like been dealing with a loss that was, you know, a, a longer time, like you or I, um, you know, sort of five to 10 years ago. And they can still remember their, their person who they've lost really well. And I'm like, fuck, like, I feel like I can't remember my mum that well. And, it, and it's really horrible. Um, and yeah, it's like, a, it's a really bizarre feeling. And like that, that feeling of memories drifting away is, yeah, it, it's really real. And it's a, a really valid feeling. And I can definitely, um, can definitely relate to that. Yeah, because I think some people um, are so lucky to have like a moment when their person passed away where they can, they had a nice conversation. I literally had, I don't think my mum even knew that she was about to die because she actually passed away of pneumonia in the end. So it was maybe lost a few months. She was probably going to pass away anyway. Um, but we never had a conversation, never had that moment that people go on about. Um, like, I, I think um, I was listening to um, the Grief Cost podcast that you've guys talk about um and they said oh the moment might not be when you think it is and I think when I think about it it was a few months before um we had like a little swingy chair in the garden if you know what I mean and mum came and lied next to me and I was like what the hell are you doing that for but then now <laughs> when I think back to it I'm like oh that, that was, was your nice moment, moment <laughs> that we yeah. had a little cuddle on the bed um yeah. and that's I don't remember much but that is literally like picturesque oh. thing so yeah. I think you know it doesn't it's not always I think you just have to be so careful with comparing your grief to others because it can be great to relate to people, but also it's okay if you don't relate to anyone. Yeah, absolutely. And I really like that point about that last moment because my dad had cancer too, was also like sick for a, a little while and we like knew that he was going to die and stuff. And that last week he also held on for much longer than ever, everybody thought he would. And we kind of had a week where he was deteriorating and you'd think like, I was almost waiting that week. I was like, okay, when are we going to have this conversation? Like, when is this moment going to happen? And we never like had a goodbye. There wasn't like a moment where, I sat and I said to him you know I love you loads and he went yeah I love you too now I'm gonna go to sleep and I'm gonna die now like it doesn't happen like that it's like mm -hmm. he you know was dying over the process of time and I never said those like I don't know didn't have that final conversation or didn't have those words of wisdom or anything like that if anything my partner had more of a final conversation with him than me because the last conversation that she had with him was to ask him if she could marry me and that was because she knew that she wouldn't necessarily be able to speak to him again but we didn't have anything as final as that you know and I think that having that nice moment that there was a there was a moment about two weeks before dad died where we were sat in the garden and it was like glorious sunshine and we were drinking a cup of tea and that was probably that moment but I love the idea of you and your mum on a swinging chair and you being like what are you doing <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> you just want to go back into a 16 year old you like for god's sake like 
this that's classic <laughs> classic teenager like this face you like mom like what are you doing like leave me alone <laughs> yeah so funny um because everyone says that my I don't really I kind of look like mum a bit but my my um sister Abby looks very much like my mum and I can see mannerisms in all my sisters but everyone says that we had you know we were the same personality like feisty um like completely family orientated like you know loyal family comes first kind of people um and my dad's like that as well but um yeah it's nice that I have mum's traits and even though I was a teenager when I was when it happened um the older I grow up I can still she still had an impression on me even if I don't remember it which I think is is really nice as well oh that's such a lovely thing to say and I think yeah that's like when people sort of tell me gosh like you know that's so much like my as in people tell me that I'm like my mum obviously I'm not like your mum um (laughs) and (laughs) people sort of say stuff like oh you know that's so similar to to what your mum would do or or say and it makes me realize that actually even if I don't have solid memories of her and even if I feel like I'm slipping away from her like I am 50% her and 50% my dad and it's the same with you and you know it's really shit that you lost your mum when you were 17 and you don't have those solid memories you know she she wasn't there at your graduation she wasn't there for you know all these different things but you know she she makes up 50% of you right and you know getting those that feedback saying that you're similar to her must just be really really lovely to hear and I think we have to hold on to that that we are our Mm -hmm. mothers in some way you know um and yeah we sort of have to have to hold on to that yeah I think it's so true and I think also you have to remember although you might not remember many years your mum had 17 years that's a really long time so your mum had so much of you so you you had such a positive impact on her life I I try and look at it that way as well because if you think if you have a child and you're about for 17 years that is a long time still obviously in the grand scheme of things that's not how it should work but if you look at it like that you were about for 17 years of of your mum's life you had such an impact on her so I think that's that's a nice way to look at it too and um Lucy you were mentioning about um also so nice that your partner got to ask your dad I was just like oh that's so amazing that you that is a big moment I would say um but I think you mentioned about the the week like waiting for someone to die is just something that no one talks about and I was obviously being so young I had literally no idea but my sisters who were older all the all the stuff that um you just would have no idea like a syringe driver and noises that you might not be aware of and Mm. stuff like that was literally never talked about and I think waiting for someone to die it became a new normal for a whole week that we were literally just waiting for her to die and how was yeah when it happened it was kind of like a relief (laughs) which Mm. is so bizarre because mum wasn't ill for that long but because we were literally just a state of living in the hospital for a week we we think how lucky we were because people right now we couldn't have had all seven of us staying in the hospital for a full week now absolutely mm. not even when it happened we were pushing it but um we were saying recently like we just feel quite lucky that obviously lucky in inverted commas um that we all stayed in in the hospital together for a full week and just slept there and that was loud and we were all there and people now just don't have that and it just makes me really feel for people who are experiencing Mm, absolutely I think it, it's this year has been really eye-opening for having lost my dad this year and the fact that we he was he was really poorly towards the end and it could have gone one of two ways and that he could have been taken into hospital and he could have been completely on his own or 
thankfully the way that it happened was that he was at home and we could nurse him in those final in that final week but like equally had very little support because of the lack of because of the pandemic um but it is exhausting you know you get to the end of every day and you are wishing mm-hmm. and you are waiting and you're like okay hopefully it's tonight hopefully he just falls asleep and he's really peaceful and that's because that's what you kind of expect to happen I think as well and yeah. so every night when you're waking up in the morning and you're like well he's still here okay like you, how, how's your day gonna be today kind of dad like it's just it's such a weird it's such a weird process like being with somebody in those last few days of their lives and I think it's really hard to explain to anyone who's not been in that situation before because you've never you don't know anything quite like it and I don't know about you but when although we knew that dad was gonna die and we had that week when he actually died it was almost like a shock I was like uh, oh he he's just died and I said to my partner I went and like ran out of the room and I was like oh my god like he died like what because although I was expecting it I was Mm -hmm. like wait one minute he's actually gone and I wasn't really prepared for that and I don't think anything would have prepared me for it I think like it's it's just such a surreal I know that Alice having lost both your parents suddenly that I know that we've spoken before about that switch like wait one minute you're alive one minute and dead the next second like how does that work and I think it would just totally blew my mind for that first those first few hours it's just like what the hell just happened yeah it's it's um obviously when you lose someone quickly I can imagine that's that's not happened to me but I can Im- I imagine that just brings with it's a whole different realm of things just as if someone lives for a long time when they're ill that's that's you know it's all the different things that can happen with the different ways that people can pass away but I think um when when my mum passed away um I wasn't in the room because obviously me and my brother were so young there was like a little waiting room and we were we were sleeping there and I remember waking up it was like in the middle of the night and my dad was walking in and I was like oh my god like he's come to tell me that my mum's died like and, and I actually I was sick like actually physically remember throwing Aww. up um and I remember looking in the mirror and like similar to like what you were just saying Lucy I remember looking in the mirror to myself and being like you like your mum has just died like do you know that's just happened because I think you have I can see everything that happened when she was ill but it's like not that I'm looking at it it's like I'm looking at myself there and I think it is it is that out-of-body surreal experience that people do experience when when people pass away because it's just you you can't process that that's just happened to you and I think you know maybe with time you might begin to process it but with something so huge it is you're never going to fully understand it because especially when it's when you're young or when it's sudden it's just not what's supposed to happen and that can be I think your brain doesn't know how to process it because it's not a normal thing to happen yeah it's it's, the thing that I always say is it's just impossible to comprehend you know you you can't actually digest that information and take it for for what it is I think it's just absolutely baffling um I've really enjoyed talking to you this episode and I think you've had some really really great and interesting things to say um You've also helped bring a different perspective to the podcast with some points that we haven't spoken about before. And I wonder whether, just to finish things up, whether you had any words of wisdom or advice for any grievers out there listening right now that could just do with a little little push in the right direction. <laughs> wow, okay. Um, I think 
especially if it's recent or maybe if it was a long time ago and you're struggling to cope with it you you are still allowed to be happy and you are still allowed to go on and live a really fulfilled life because you're still here although your person might not be you are and you know you can think of the thing where people say oh you're doing it for them but you should do it for yourself with them alongside you um and it does I find it so to me it's so outdated to say time makes it better and you know you'll heal over time that's not how it happens it's a spectrum and if you feel rubbish 20 years down the line that's still just as valid as it was if it happened yesterday um, I think maybe just one more thing I'd like to add yeah. is um, I I still talk about my mum in like present tense so because I still she is still my mum whether she's here or not like she's still my mum so I think that's a nice thing for people to remember like um, if your mum or dad or anybody else isn't here they still were here so they still are your mum even if they're not here and I think the present tense thing the present tense thing can be really helpful with that and if people are talking about say oh my mum really loved that and your mum loved it too you can say oh my yeah my mum likes that so just remembering that they are they even though they were a person they are a person and you can talk about them every day if you want to there's no rules against not talking about someone because they're not here anymore thank you for listening to this episode of the grief sofa podcast please subscribe rate and review to help us reach new listeners if you have enjoyed listening and would like to join us on the grief sofa please get in touch on instagram at the grief sofa or email us the grief sofa at gmail.com